This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. There was a few questions that were reoccurring that we would see, and we would see it asked in different ways, but it was essentially sort of the same content, the same question, the same area of of wonder. And so one of those areas was about the Holy Spirit. Um, We received a lot of questions asking, um, you know, how do you sense the Holy Spirit? How do you feel the Holy Spirit? How do you hear from the Holy Spirit? How do you know that it even is the Holy Spirit and not just gas, right? Like a lot of different questions. (laughs) Okay, that wasn't a question. That was my input. But you know, the, the, all these different questions about the Holy Spirit and how to interact with the Holy Spirit, how to engage with the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? How does that play out in everyday life? Because, you know, we did a, a series a few months back called Holy Spirit 101, and we talked about the practicality. We talked about how it all worked. But there were a lot of questions of what does that look like in our own personal lives, our own sort of our own situation. And so I thought it'd be cool this morning to bring some of my friends up here and us kind of just talk about it and what it looks like to us individually and how it's kind of played out in our faith journey. And hopefully that'll inspire you and encourage you in your faith journey to realize, oh, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of answer. It's not just a, boom, this is how it is, believe what we tell you to believe and think what we tell you to think, but that it's more of a relationship. You know, it's more of a dance. It's more of a sort of um, work out your own salvation kind of thing. And so it's this kind of thing, it's the same thing with our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so I thought it'd be really cool to bring these guys up here. And so um, what is your, Jessica, I meant to ask you before we got the mics going here, but what is your sort of like church background? You got to hit the button until it turns green. There you go. Hello. Yeah. This is Jessica. I'm going to say, hey, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica's um, awesome. Yeah, so. What's your church background? So faux Catholic. Faux Catholic. For most of my childhood. Okay. Um, and then I was saved in a Pentecostal church. Okay. Okay. At the age of nineteen. Okay, so that's what's wrong with you. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> well, it's funny that I say that because all of us come from a Pentecostal background, so that's that's the situation. So Ken comes. Uh, correct me if I'm doing you any injustice, but Ken comes from a pretty hyper charismatic background. I was born in a Pentecostal church. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. You weren't tainted by uh, her Catholicism over here. Gotcha. Oh, oh God, no. Gotcha. <laughs> so Ken comes from a pretty uh, Pentecostal background, a charismatic background, but then you sort of transitioned out of that into more of a kind of everyone thinks you're going to hell background, yeah. sort of. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Ken came to more of an analytical position, right? A more sort of, uh, what would you call it? You said let's go with that. No, I would say like, so... Probably three or four years ago, yeah. my wife and I both, we started going through like the same sort of like deconstruction. I know that's yes. like a word that is a buzzword. Yeah. In, in but that's essentially circles. what happened. But it's essentially what it is. It's kind of taking apart everything and then putting it back. That's the, the important thing is when you take things apart, it's cool, but you need to put something back together. Yes. Um, so that's kind of where we, we've been over the last few years yeah. is putting things back together. And this is like one of those pieces like where it is our Pentecostalism and charismatic yes. background, where does that fit into how we now yes. approach our relationship with Christ in, in the church? Perfect. And you can see how eloquent of speech Ken is. That's why he's up here. And then we have Rich, which you all know Rich. Everybody say, hey, Rich. And Rich is just a mess, okay? Rich is our youth pastor. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. 
No, Rich comes, you've come from a Pentecostal background as well, and you would, where would you say you are currently? Uh, I would just, I would say, <clears throat> first of all, I don't know how to take the prior comment. <laughs> Second, secondly. A beautiful mess. Secondly, uh, I would say, okay. So, uh, a mess is a mess. But uh, I, uh. I would say I didn't grow up in a Pentecostal background. That's the only thing I would, I would switch to that. Um, I got into uh, a church that I didn't, e I didn't even know what Pentecostal was or the different terms charismatic or reformed or any of that. I didn't yeah. know what any of that was uh, until I started going to Carmen's church when we started dating in high school. Yeah. And that was when I was first introduced to all that. And... Um, then it was kind of like, oh, that was the that was the new norm. That you know was just I mean? the norm. It was and just so, church to you. Yeah, and so it just became normal. It wasn't one of those things where I could tell if I was buying into it or not buying into it. It was just like, oh, okay, this is how church is because yeah. I didn't I didn't get the the different yeah. categories of it. So yeah, yeah um, but then I would say um, <laughs> central does something to you, mm -hmm. um, and people like Ken do something to you, yeah. and. Uh, uh, people like Bob really do something to you, and uh, I'm playing. But um, but after I got here, I was. Uh, it wasn't just church as usual. Um, uh, it was we were being more challenged to to reassess why we believe what we believed. And I would use the same word he used. Um, there was a little bit of a, not a little bit. There was a, a major kind of deconstruction, reconstruction, and and just kind of stepping back away from what I thought things were and how things had to be uh, to now kind of reevaluating it uh, and, and seeing that there's more than one ways to yeah. cut, cut the pizza. Yeah. And you're, yeah. I was going to say pie, but there's, you cut a pie one way. Yeah. Pizza can be square. Or yeah, so I got you. I'm hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So that's why, that, that's why I invited these friends up here. I feel like they bring uh, a unique perspective. They bring a unique approach to the whole concept of the Holy Spirit and what it looks like to follow the Holy Spirit and be in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so I thought this crew up here could give some pretty cool and diverse insight into what the Holy Spirit looks like in your own life and how you've worked that out and where you are in your journey and all of that. And hopefully this will be the beginning of a conversation that you guys are able to take with you and have amongst yourselves, have it amongst your own family, uh, your spouse, your significant other, whatever. You can have these conversations of, you know, how does this play out in our lives? How does this play out in our family? How does this play out for me at work? How does this play out for me and my role in this faith community? How does this all work together? And so this is sort of the launch pad, hopefully, for you to continue these conversations. Does that make sense? That's the whole goal of this series, is we take some of these questions, we respond to them, but hopefully it sparks in you some interest and some inspiration so that you can continue the conversation, okay? All right, cool. So that's what I want to do this morning. So I want to start with you guys, and I want to sort of just ask the question, how has this played out in your faith journey? The question being, let me, let me read the official question. How do you feel, sense, hear, experience, or follow the Holy Spirit? Like, what is your personal interaction with the Holy Spirit like? Because some of the questions that came in were like, I don't know if this is it or not. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it feels like. I want what you're talking about. Maybe I'm experiencing it. Maybe I'm not. I don't yeah, know. How, how, do you, how do I know that's yeah, what this is? Exactly. Okay. So how do you guys sort of dance with that in your own specific faith journey? Who wants to go first? We didn't. Are we, are we going ladies first? Yeah, go ahead. Ladies first? Are you cool with that? Yeah. She's I mean, like, oh, oh, cool. We're playing awesome. into a social yeah. construct, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, <What? laughs> I'll take it. 
I don't know what she said. What did she say? I don't want to know what she said, do I? She said you're playing into a social construct. Okay, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, they said okay. ladies first. Where I'm from, we just call that manners. <laughs> manners. Chivalry. So, um, so for me, I'm a very, I, I, for those who don't know who I am, I'm a very emotional, very sensitive individual. Um, this is not a character flaw. Um, this has uniquely equipped me to have a very real sensory conversation with the Holy Spirit daily. So for those who are super sensitive and super emotional, this is, this is a, definitely a pro. So for me, when the Holy Spirit engages me in conversation, there is very much a physical response. So I feel something. Convictions feels a lot like a really sharp pain, kind of in the abdomen region, where happiness and joy and contentment feels like my breath is being taken away from me. Um, and it's in those moments that the Holy Spirit to me is so tangible, and for me it's so obvious that that's the Holy Spirit. So for me, I definitely have a very kind of five senses response, um, yeah. very evident that it's the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what it looks like for me. Which is cool because that's probably not the case for everybody to have that sort of physical, emotional connection and response. I'd imagine not. Yeah. I mean, I think for those who would say, I'm not hyposensitive, I'm not super emotional, I'm more of an, a logical, analytical yeah. person, that dynamic looks completely different. But I think the impact is no different. Yeah. No, that's cool. What about you, Ken? How does this, how does it kind of work itself out in your life and in your experience, your faith journey and all that? Yeah, so I'd probably have two answers to okay. that. Um, well, just give us one. I'm just okay. kidding. It's, <laughs> it's, it's complicated. For the sake of time, give us the nicer one. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated in the sense, like, probably, like, 10 years ago, um, you know, leading worship in a charismatic church and being part of, like, different movements that have happened over the years. In case you don't know, I've been around for a few years. Not as many years as Bob, <laughs> but I've been around for a few years. <laughs> Shots fired. Bob doesn't even have a mic to defend himself. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I've seen some things, right? Yeah. Um, so I would say, like, you know, previously, it was, yeah, all of the things that Jessica just talked about, but it was always relegated or concentrated in a certain place at a certain time. Mm -hmm. um, so probably what's happened over the last, you know, say, five-ish to ten-ish ten years is there's been, like, this transition where I've realized that we do a disservice by the segregation, this duality of sacred versus secular in the sense that we think that the Holy Spirit can't interact with us at any given moment, any given time. And we kind of get ourselves to where we, we think of Holy Spirit experiences only as, you know, whatever charismatic words we associate with that, whether it be word of prophecy or yeah. tongues and interpretation, whatever those, those terms that have a lot of baggage attached to them, mm -hmm. whatever those terms are, we associate that with those experiences, um, and it only it becomes, like, boxed in by those experiences, where yeah. today I would look at it and say, like, this conversation and engaging in singing songs together, to me, it's more about the community of believers and getting us together mm -hmm. talking about things, whether it's, like, we're talking on the same page or whether we're having some conflict or disagreement. Uh, it's It's, like... The, the act of playing with your children, uh, of you know, watching a video together, like what you know, watching binge watching a Netflix show yeah. with my wife can be just as much of a Holy Spirit experience as depending on the show. 
Depending, well, yeah, depending on the show, right? That was, a, that was a very spiritual way of saying that they regularly Netflix and chill. <laughs> so I said binge. That can become watching. spiritual very quickly. And it, well, okay. You, we're going to have a different panel oh, we next week, folks, okay? Are we going okay? there? Is that where we're going? Don't leave the church. Is we're going to have different people up here. Is that where you're leading us, Mitch? This is why you said I'm a mess. I'm self-identifying now. Sorry. So that's, that's, that's why I said there's, there's two yeah. answers. So like, there's yeah. the answer that I grew up with, mm-hmm. which I think there's a big disservice to people in the church when we focus on time and place experiences yes. and only in like this spiritual sacred yes. type of place right as opposed to today where i would say it's at any given moment in any given activity mm-hmm. it can i can all of a sudden shift where i i get like the goosebumps and i get like that feeling of yeah. joy and my breath being taken away yeah or that that pain in my gut like oh you just missed it yeah you you just we're yeah, so close, sure. but you didn't hit it. For sure. What about you, Rich? How does it how's it played out in your life? So for me, I would say um, a lot of a lot of the same as Ken. Um, mm-hmm. I think I went through a lot of the same process. Me and Carmen don't watch Netflix together though, so that's, <laughs> we miss it. Yeah, you just chill always, and so <laughs> oh, uh, <clears throat> very literally, and so we uh, um, <clears throat> we <laughs> okay, so. Uh, <laughs> But no, so for me, it was... edited it out would, of the podcast, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. not going to make it in. So yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so for me, it was very relegated to just... So if you guys don't know, I just thought of this, but if you guys aren't f- versed enough with like churchianity, uh, Pentecostalism, uh, charismatic, those words that you hear... Um, I would say just in a, in a nutshell would be like very overt showings and expressions of, um, what did you say, happenings of the Holy Spirit or yeah. things like that. Yeah. So manifestations. manifestations, yeah. And so um, it, can, it, can, it can become a little out of the box and a little, um, yeah, uncomfortable, weird, different things like that. But yeah. when you're around that for years and that's all you see, um, that becomes the new norm. And so that's what I was referring to. And so for a while it was like, relegated to that. So if I was in service and somebody would start speaking in tongues, it was like, oh, oh, my man's here. My Holy Spirit's here. <laughs> you know, like you, Ooh, it felt like when, it felt like when a WWE wrestler walked yeah. in, oh, you know, yeah. everybody would be doing their thing in the middle of the ring. That was service. And then all of a sudden you'd hear like, burr, 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 and everybody'd be like, oh, look who's here. It <laughs> yeah, was kind of yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, when, somebody, yeah, when something just started popping off in service, everybody'd be like, oh, 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 that, there he is. There, you know, and, yeah. Certain preachers or pastors would even <laughs> would even use that vernacular. They'd be talking, and it was very normal for me to hear them talk and say things from from um, from the stage. Again, in my church circles, it's called a pulpit, and so yeah. from the pulpit, you'd be like, you know, they'd be in the middle of talking, and they'd just be like, blah 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 blah. Oh, you feel that? He's here. He's here, and everybody'd be like, oh, you know. And I'm not making yeah. fun of that because no, but yeah, there's there's a there's a, a lot of good in that church circle, but that was what the norm was for me. And so outside of it, I had a hard time connecting that with real life application. And so I would say now how I experience it is almost like the complete opposite. Like I really identify when the Holy Spirit is doing something, when I witness people that it doesn't have to be somebody who has a broken leg, getting their leg healed and they get up and start moonwalking. Like that's not, that's not, (laughs) that's not like what I go, oh, man, that was definitely God right there. Like, I mean, it would evidently have to be or obviously yeah. have to be. But now for me on a day-to-day basis, it's more like, man, this teenager right here 
was doing this, and now I see this character changing them. Yeah. That to me, I I experienced the 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 move or like I experienced the Holy Spirit in that because. I feel like I can just partake or I feel like I can watch right in front of me these things play out. You know what I mean? And it's like the Lord is kind of uses that to encourage me in those times uh, in between my own experiences because I can look and go, man, like look what God's doing here. Or when when two people that didn't have a good relationship get that worked out or when, you know, Carmen doesn't kill me when she should over something. You know what I mean? Like when those things happen, I'm like, man, I can see and experience God moving, his Holy Spirit moving through people. And that builds my own faith towards what what God's doing. You know, like evident or like obviously God is still up to something with me that hopefully other people can see too. And so it's almost like as I observe, I feel you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's very com- like it's very community driven. Like yeah. like what Ken said. It's very. Okay. Yeah. I need to yeah. just leave that on. Yeah, you're good. Um, if I could just add on that, I that's so spot on. Going to a very charismatic church about for the the preacher goes, oh, he's arrived, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's extremely disorienting where you're like, who? And I don't feel it, and yeah. I don't know what you're talking about it. And then all of a sudden, your worship. Yeah, just keep talking. It'll cut in and out. Your worship becomes more about um, trying to hone that in and trying to achieve this thing. 100%. And it's extremely yeah. distracting. And I just, if there's anyone who's ever felt that way, that's normal. Everyone's felt that way at some point. Um, but do know that I think you do have to open yourself up. You have to make yourself vulnerable and uh willing to feel it because it can be very strange the first few times but that was just so spot on and I remember so many times being in the pew like I have no idea what this guy on stage is talking about and who is this thing that all of a sudden has arrived and then you know they turn on the fog machine and that's supposed to kind of elevate the mood and change like key um, and it doesn't always look that way. And sometimes it strikes you in a Bible study or in a community group or watching Netflix with a group of friends. Um, so it looks, it looks really different for different people. But. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So, um, so for those who are asking the question, you know, um, what does this look like? What does this feel like? What are you supposed to experience? I don't know if there is a supposed to sort of situation. There's not a, oh, it looks like this every time, or it looks like that every time, or it feels like this every time, it feels like that every time. But let me guys ask you that, let me ask you guys this. Are there times or seasons or like specific heart postures or head postures that you find yourself, um, you know, where you hear or you feel or you sense or you experience the Holy Spirit more clearly or more frequently or more closely? Like, are there scenarios or times in your life where you're like, um, I don't know, maybe it's a headspace. Maybe you've been reading something or doing something like that, and it, it makes you, I guess, more susceptible to that. Or maybe not. Maybe it's even keel. Let's start at this end and go that way. Rich, what do you think? Um, yeah, so in a nutshell, I would say it's, it's pretty simple, but it's, in practice, it's not. Um, I would say any time that I make myself available, he shows up. Um, which is the hard, like, it's easy to say, like, yeah, I just make myself available to it, like what she was saying. Um, 
and then he just shows up like yeah. he did it, you know. Um, <laughs> but but it's it's not that it's not that simple because we I'm gonna go on a youth pastor moment, but like we live we live in a time where we're trained for everything to be so instantaneous. You can literally pull out your phone right now and go, Hey Siri, what's the square root of four hundred and twenty two? And she'll be like, Well and she'll tell you What is it? I don't know, I can ask you want me to No, no, okay. you're good. So so uh he's he knows. <laughs> ask him, he knows. I'm kidding. Um so um so we're like I noticed that with myself, I start wanting to experience things like very instantaneously. So I'll pray or, you know, I'll spend time with God or be in, you know, my devotional time with God and I'll just breeze right through it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't feel like a connect or I don't feel like that, that spark, you know what I mean? And um, it's because I'm like my version of like lingering and waiting on God to do something is like, two minutes, you know, and I'll be like, yeah. oh, God, you know, okay, cool, I did it, you know, <laughs> and, but the thing is, is like, that's not really making yourself available to really experience anything, you know, yeah. anything significant, you know, so what I mean by that is anytime that I really am intentional, like, I just carve out time, like, 30 minutes, like, sometimes I'll go in my office, and I'll shut the door, and I'll just put on a bunch, you know, put on music, and I'll just walk circles around my office. And I won't even be praying. I'll just be walking circles in my office, just quiet, just whatever. And those are the times that, like, I'll start to have those those thoughts or those feelings or those, like, and, and it's kind of weird. This is, like, the the thing about the Holy Spirit is that if you get too, there's a middle ground. If you get too analytical about it, you'll miss it, too. Because oh, yeah you'll start to get those thoughts and those feelings that are from the Holy Spirit. But then if you're too analytical and you're like, yeah, but how do I know that thought was really God? Like, <laughs> if you do that, you're going you're, you're gonna to throw away every thought God gives you. Yeah. And so you kind of have to be, be open enough for God to work like that. Uh, but then you also have to be honest with yourself. And if you're praying for a new caddy and God's like, that caddy's coming, that probably wasn't God. You know, you got you to gotta know which one's the catch yeah, and which yeah, one's yeah, the release. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say whenever I make myself available, distinctly, really, really carve out time to just let God be God, yeah. those are the times that, like, I really feel the Holy Spirit, like, evidently moving. It's like an active energy. Yeah. It's weird, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like there there is an energy that kind of shifts yeah. where it's like... Okay, now I'm channeling it, but I feel like the Holy Spirit's always there. Um, I just have to get into that mindset of it's more like, about posturing yourself. Yeah, identifying. To be receptive. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I, I know I, when I talk to people, I've talked to people who are into the Catholic thing and they go to mass and stuff like that, and they're like, "Man, I really feel the presence of God at the Catholic Church," and and I'm like, "That was my dad. That's who tells me that." And I, my response, Shay, you just took out all the ambiguity of this story. Um, <laughs> so I talked to my dad, who likes to go to the Catholic Church, uh, was never raised Catholic in his life, but he says he feels the Spirit of God there. And I, I remind him so ever so gently in our nice civil conversations that we have <laughs> that, um, you know, the Catholic Church is one of the only places that you have to be quiet and that you have to be still and that you can't say anything and you can't do anything. And so you have to be still enough. And when you're still enough, like you're saying, chances are you're going to hear God speak. A lot of the problem is that we're so distracted all the time or our perspective, because I know where your answer is going, and our perspective is just not in the right place a lot of times. You know what I mean? 
And so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's huge. Can you share kind of, are there seasons, postures, events, situations that you find yourself more in tune or not so much? Yeah, no, it's, it's um, I've, I've only been to a Catholic service once in my life, and mm-hmm. I didn't thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't it, as riveting as you'd hoped? Yeah, I, it really wasn't. But, you know, okay. I, I can, I, but I can, I can see. Oh, yeah. Because there is like this uh, thing of, the thing about the Catholic Church is liturgy is, oh, is yeah. the same yeah. week after week in every Catholic Church. So there is power in that unity of all people yeah. being together. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Speaking the same things, mm-hmm. praying the same things, thinking the same things, yeah. and kind of getting like this unity in the body. And even like even within that, I mean, if, you know, if I say words, I might be thinking, I might be, my heart posture might be in a different place than the person next to me who's saying the same exact words, but their yeah. perspective is completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might talk about suffering in a way that I can't comprehend, and I might right. talk about suffering in a way they can't comprehend. Yeah. But together, the complementation, the, comp- yeah. the complement there, yeah. creates this spiritual environment. That yeah, kind which of, is cool, yeah. That, that allows more of a connectedness, I think, to the mm-hmm. move of the Holy Spirit. So I just want to say that real quick. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of a cool... Good job, Shay. That's a really cool yeah. perspective I never thought about before. Yeah. Um, I, you know, as far as like seasons go, I would say probably a little bit different from Rich. Like Rich has like this intentional thing. Yeah. I find whenever I'm least intentional and whenever I'm like not trying so hard, yeah, is a lot, oftentimes when I'm kind of surprised by the Holy Spirit. Okay. And it's like all of a sudden I'm having coffee with a friend, and we're talking about stuff, and all of a sudden there's like a pivot. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a moment where it's like all of a sudden it becomes, oh wait, we're no, we're no longer just having coffee here. Yeah, this is now a a, a spiritual moment. Yeah, and there's like something happening here, and mm-hmm. we're like in this flow of conversation, and we're talking about this these these things and bouncing ideas off each other, and all of a sudden it becomes almost like, oh hey, you know, I think the Holy Spirit just showed up yeah. without saying that and without naming it and without yeah. calling it out and without making everybody weird around you. Yeah. I mean, because like the tendency in my previous life you know yeah. previous existence as a charismatic would be like oh blah, 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 blah. you know you start yeah, you know, yeah. going for it yeah. and it's like that's not the moment that's not yeah. the re- that's not the reason why we're here yeah that's not the thing yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, thing yeah. is not about the experience the thing is about that connection and the yeah. community and and communion happening mm-hmm. yeah I, just to add on to that so even more what i meant too by by my thing is being available to call like making myself available to like when the Holy Spirit like tells you this is what's happening. Cause you identify like with, like when you feel that shift sitting with that person, you're like, oh man, this just became something more. Yeah. Yeah. You identify that. In the past, I would have tossed that out. I would have, I would have been like, okay, yeah, like this is cool. We're having a good talk here. It's getting, it's getting juicy. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it would be like that. But now it's like, wait a minute, like almost that availability, it's like, Give God the room and then give God the credit where it's due. Like, yeah. when you see this is happening, don't be afraid to say, yo, this is the Holy Spirit. Just because it didn't happen yeah. in the altar, don't be afraid to call that a Holy Spirit moment. And that, yeah. I think that's what I mean. Just yeah, and that's, and that's intentionally what, that's looking what Ken, for those things. That's what Ken yeah. had called earlier the, the sacred and the secular, finding that there's sacred in all kinds of secular activities. Yeah. I mean, at the risk of, of letting my inner Rob Bell show, there's like moments... <laughs> There's moments, yeah. there's moments where a cup of coffee is, is just a cup of coffee, and there's moments where it's so much more, and it becomes like a transcendental spiritual experience that you really yeah. can't 
you can't really can't recall That's how some you good got coffee. there. <laughs> I know. I was just, we're that not talking Starbucks. about a cup of coffee here, people. Okay. We ain't talking or, Tim Hortons or or dinner or a yeah. piece of bread. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So it's. Well, I can't intercede because my mic went out. So, no. Um, I love the idea of. Um, the, you know, feeling the Holy Spirit in different settings and even in different churches. And it is really kind of a sad thought to think for a second that one faith group has gotten it right over another. Because um, ultimately that entire other faith group, you're saying, won't be admitted into the gates of heaven. And that's sad. Um, so I have to believe that the Holy Spirit, salvation, God, Jesus Christ can be found anywhere. I think anything less than that, and we lose, we diminish the value of what Christ did on the cross and the gospel. Um, but with that said, for me, like I said, it's very emotionally driven. So I feel the Holy Spirit in times of utter extreme. That's when the Holy Spirit shows up most frequently, most loudly. So in times of great sadness, in times of great joy, I'm literally on the same wavelength with the Holy Spirit. And I think it's only because without that, I would not be able to either make it through that great time of sadness or fully enjoy that great time of happiness. But I think maybe the moments that I treasure most are, like Ken said, those moments where the Holy Spirit just shows up and you didn't expect it. Um, we, you know, you asked us to send you answers um, to these questions so you would kind of have an idea of what we were going to say. And on multiple occasions, writing these answers started bawling my eyes out. Um, because the Holy Spirit just showed up. I remember I first looked at the answers and I was like, I've got no idea what I'm going to say. None. And then the next day, I just, after praying, Holy Spirit, just please give me the words. And the Holy Spirit showed up and started typing all of these answers. And it was so emotional, guys. I was in the coffee shop crying, trying to keep my composure because I'm freaking people out. Um, and they're probably thinking, man, her husband must be saying something really mean to her. Um, and she's over there hiding behind her computer screen. But um, those are the moments where I'm just like, oh, you oh, you treat me so uniquely and so special. And you make me feel like I'm the center of your world. And that that is the most amazing thing about the Holy Spirit. Because to the Holy Spirit, you are. And it can do that for each of us. And that is, you try to wrap your mind around that, and it, it gets really hard. Um, but that's, that's kind of what it looks like. And as I've gotten older, yeah. that dynamic has matured more than just like, oh, making me feel good to really kind of maturing me and pruning me and growing me. So it's kind of what that looks like for me. That's... That's super incredible. That's really cool. And, and no one would ever think that Thomas was saying anything mean to you because they'd look at Thomas and think, that's the sweetest man alive. I don't think he could ever say. I mean, even the way he's sitting now, it's like very Mr. Rogers-esque. Yeah. It really he's is. He's just smiling. Really like is. He's sitting like this. With, he's like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think what's cool about like what, what she just said is that it made me think of like, um, just think of yourself 
and then think of all the different types of friends you have, like all the yeah. different personalities, mm -hmm. and how you have to uniquely interact with each one of them. You know, when you were when I was Absolutely. in high school, people would be like, "Oh, you," uh, you know, they call everybody fake, like, "Oh, you fake because you know you act one way with that person or one way with that." And I'm like, nowadays I look at it and I'm like, "Well, I hope you would have a unique relationship with each yeah. different person." You know what I mean? And so. You, th you think of that because it's based on the other person's dynamic. It doesn't change who you are, but it changes how you interact with them. Yeah. And I just feel like that, that could be said of the Holy Spirit. So when we try to go to yeah, one church huge. or look at how one denomination functions <clears throat> in that or in that belief of what the Holy Spirit does, it limits it because it, it makes the Holy Spirit not seem like an active relational being with a, a personality and characteristics and and you know what I mean? And Absolutely. It makes it just seem kind of like it is that fog machine that you turn on and it's the same no matter where you place the fog machine, but really yeah. it's an inner, like it's an interactive relationship. And if he wasn't being experienced different by different people, that then I feel like that would be more of a red flag than seeing people feel him, experience him and react to him differently. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's huge. Um, so as we're, as we're wrapping up here, um, I want us to share just kind of so any sort of advice or final thoughts or like a mic drop moment or encouragement or insight or whatever for all of us. Because like I said at the onset of this, the goal is for us to continue the conversation. The goal is for us to chew on these things ourselves, to wrestle with these things ourselves and say, how's the Holy Spirit interacting with me? How am I interacting with the Holy Spirit? What does this look like? How is this playing itself out in my life? And so what are some encouragements some thoughts or whatever to kind of get people thinking along those lines or some advice or anything like that. So let's start with Ken, and then we'll go Jessica, and then we'll go Rich, okay? No, no she, she needs to finish. Okay, yeah, She's that's true. Fire. She's yeah. on fire, so she'll go last. Okay. This girl is on fire. Um, it's the hair color. That's what it is. So, Ken, you start, and then we'll go Rich, and then Jessica, and we'll land the plane. <laughs> like I said, guys, we'll have a different panel next week, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, I I think we, we probably should start with changing our minds a little bit mm -hmm. um, about, like, who Holy Spirit is and, like, what that looks like for the church. Like, you know, in my own way, I've been fairly complicit in my life from, like, the fog machine, mm -hmm. you know, going for it, like, in a song in, like, a way that is manipulative. And it is disingenuous and it's unfair. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so, so like openly and publicly, you know, I, I've repented about this because I know that I've been, uh, I've been complicit in that from being part of the church for so long. But I think beyond that is getting ourselves into this mindset of even like just asking the question every day. It's like, okay, Holy Spirit, how, how is this going to work today? How am I going to be effective as a Christ follower today? How can we partner together? How can I look to you or how can I hear or respond to what you're saying? Um, is that in some sort of like if I'm confronting an idea, I hear somebody saying something awful about another group of people and I confront that head on. Is that the thing? Because that's what Jesus would do. Jesus would right. confront these things. Right. And that's what that's what the Holy Spirit is here to do is to ultimately is to, to teach us, show us the way to be Jesus, the yeah. way to do the Jesus thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Holy Spirit's role is in our lives, whether that be 
you know, curating and, and calling out some of the things that don't need to be there or whether it's pulling us forward into a certain idea or whether it's highlighting a, a piece of scripture or a podcast or something that a conversation that you're having with somebody. Yeah. Like that's part of the thing is like, you know, getting away from treating the Holy Spirit like this ethereal other being and treating yeah. it more like that it is Christ in us. Yeah. is what the Holy Spirit is all about. And it's pulling us forward to become more like the little Jesuses that we've been made into be. Yeah. So I think for me, that's like the encouragement that I would give is like, let's work and focus on shifting that perspective and asking the Holy Spirit, where, where can I shift my perspective? How can yeah. you help me shift my perspective yeah. so that I truly am doing the things that Jesus wants in the world today from believers and followers? Yeah, that's good. That's good. About you, Rich. It's real good. You just gonna say everything he said. <laughs> yep. So um, I think we need to start with uh, changing our mind. What did he say? Yeah. Not playing. Uh, so um, <laughs> so okay. So um, I think it's important to um, to to say this. Um, the Holy Spirit is not playing a spiritual game of tag with you. Yeah. Um, my whole experience in charismatic church, which if you've got to know me at all, you know that I'm very much about that life. Like preaching, feeling the Holy Spirit, seeing it applied, going when, out and doing we, those when, things. When we let Rich close the service, you better believe we're doing the chorus at least two or three more times after he gets the mic. Yeah, cause I just want to feel just, that. You that's know? his flavor. And so... <laughs> My sorry, not sorry, okay? But, you know, um, that's my, again, but that's that's my way of, like, lingering oh, yeah. and letting the Holy Spirit yeah. do that. You think I'm bad. Let Carmen close the service. So <laughs> she'll have you, she'll make the band stop and make everybody stand up and sing. And so um, so don't try her. But um, I think it's important to uh, to point out that it's not this spiritual game of tag. Like, my whole experience in the Pentecostal charismatic realm has been one where it's like press in and go after him and and chase after what the holy spirit has for you and seek him and ask him to give it to you or or it's been this the holy spirit is 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 coming you know coming after you and won't stop coming after you and all this stuff and the, and and all of those things are true to an extent like you have to you have to be proactive about your faith yeah and you have to submit when the lord is is doing something yeah but but it makes it kind of seem like this evasive thing where the Holy Spirit's like, right. you know, spiritual Jerome Bettis where he's just shucking and jiving and <laughs> stiff arming and he's like, oh, you got to catch me first. Whoop, whoop. You know, like, but it's not, it's not that. Like, it, it's not that at all. Like, <clears throat> the Lord, like when Jesus left, he said, if I go, I'm going to send someone to accompany you. Like, yeah. if yeah. I go... I'm going to send somebody, since I can't be here, he's going to be in my place. Yeah. And then he started saying, like, and, and honestly, that might be a, a better, better yeah. for you because yeah. now it's not just going to be you watching me do all these things. You're going to be the ones doing these things. Yeah, totally. And that's not to say some weird version of, like, the Holy Spirit is much better than chilling with Jesus. But, like, right. that's, that's to say that the Holy Spirit is supposed to be a daily... Uh, application of what the Lord is doing in you and that the Holy Spirit resides with you and goes with you and and you kindle that 
in you being a believer in Jesus. And so this whole idea of you having to go after him and try to catch him or, you know, Lord, fill me. I have this much room left in my cup. Lord, you got to fill me to the top so I can just overflow and do what you call me to. Like that, that whole thing is like, again, there might be something there, but I I think what really I would want to tell people is that you don't have to catch somebody who always abides with you. And you don't have to chase down something that God already promised to give you. Uh, And you don't have to feel like, I don't know if this is it or not, because chances are if you, again, I'm not trying to go like AWOL, but chances are if if you have to stop and go, wait a minute, was that the Holy Spirit? Chances are it was. Um, because you're a believer and the Holy Spirit is already in you and with you and working through you, that may have just been your moment of going, oh, wait a minute, I just, I just saw it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's just my, my final thing to say would be like, don't feel like you gotta, he's evasive or that you have to please him or do better or act better or be more spiritual in order to have an encounter with him. Um, sometimes it's just stop, stopping and letting him show himself or make himself more evident because you're not so busy. And then sometimes it's changing your perspective. Sometimes we feel like this is how God should work and how God should do things and how God should interact with us. And then when he interacts this way, we're so busy waiting for it to look like this that we don't see all this going on over here. And so I think it's just my daily prayer when I wake up is similar to, uh, uh, to Ken's, you know, I say, God, use me however I need to be used today. I'm available for you. You're welcome, you know, here to use me to do that. And then I say, and Lord, give me eyes to see what you're doing in me and around me so I don't yeah. miss it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So I would say just, just maybe shift your perspective and then give God time to, to do his thing. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good. Jessica? Yeah, I love that. It's two very distinct ways or approaches yeah. to the Holy Spirit. So with that said, um, you know, Ken and, and Rich are really, I, I pray, and it's like, I, I, I talk to the Holy Spirit. Um, I get very candid with the Holy Spirit. Um, I have told the Holy Spirit off Oh, times. with that head nod. Did y'all see that? Yeah. I have told. Um, I don't recommend it unless you're really prepared for what might come next. Um, he will. He will. Uh, you tell him to show up, and homeboy is going to show up. So um, with that said, you there's very three very unique relationships with the Holy Spirit here. And mine is very emotional. You know, some could say it's very logical, very spiritual, very biblical, whatever. Um, but the point is, is that my relationship, Ken's relationship and Rich's relationship with the Holy Spirit is very unique. There are no others like it, and mm-hmm. there never will be. Yeah. Um, there will never be anyone like me or like Ken or like Rich again on this planet. Um, and therefore, that relationship is going to be unique. Um, and so do not for a second be discouraged if for whatever reason the things you heard today are not mirrored in your own day-to-day lives. For one thing, you may not have gotten there yet. We are three different people who are three different stages in our walk, um, and you are in a different place in your walk. And so um, be excited, leave excited that you have something living within you, the Holy Spirit that is so eager and excited to know you. And this 
idea that we need to chase the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit chases us, pursues us in relationship. We just need an answer. They're there waiting for us to reach out to them. So um, I hope you leave encouraged and excited to see what is in store for you. A relationship with the Holy Spirit is never dull. It's never boring. Um, you know, I told Thomas yesterday, it's the most intimate relationship I have, more intimate than with my own husband, because the Holy Spirit knows every tick and quirk and crazy thing about me and still wants to be my best friend, my lover, my comforter, um, my guide. So I'm really excited for all of you. I'm really excited that you all got to hear these great stories yeah. um, and that I did too, even though I totally felt like I got dropped into a sandbox <laughs> with three five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we asked her to talk, she was like, me? For real? Slightly. Proud. So I'm going like to like take a hard pass on that one because my mic still works, but I'm choosing to not clap back. So. <laughs> How big of Okay, you? before we digress. Um, <laughs> no, this is awesome. <laughs> this is Okay, he's got one. Oh, God, he's got one. This is a move of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Right. By Rich just letting it go. Cool. Um, <laughs> so... Today, so today, uh, I'm totally thrown now. We, yes, we heard from three different perspectives um, in this faith community, right? And this is a faith community of about 200 people. And so I feel like if we got three different people next week, three different people the next week, and went through all 200 people, we would hear 200 different perspectives. We would hear 200 different stories. We would hear 200 different interactions with the Holy Spirit. And so um, for those of you in here this morning who may have asked these questions or maybe questioning these things or asking these things and wondering, you know, am I in this alone? Am I in this whatever? Um, I wanted to encourage you that, that just like these guys said, I love that imagery of we're not playing tag with the Holy Spirit. It's not hide and seek. That's not the way it works. And so often at church camp and at different things, that's the way it's presented to kids and to teenagers and to all this stuff. And so we get that imagery in our head and then we get up into real life and adulthood and we're like, oh man. Is it here? Is it there? Is it everywhere? Is it anywhere? What do I do? Where do I go? And, and it's so encouraging to hear that, no, that's, that's not the case. It's, it's here. He's here. He's there. He is everywhere, right? And he wants to be in relationship with you. And it might look different than everybody else, and that's okay. That's all right. And so I hope you're encouraged by that. Um, for those of you who are visiting or who may be new to Central and are thinking in your head, oh my gosh, these guys are going to hell because they didn't even open the Bible or use one scripture today. Listen, this is a Bible-believing church. We talk through the Bible every single week. Our CC Conversations series are a little different, okay? We're hearing from stories of people who take the Bible very seriously and apply it to their life, and out of that story comes truth as well, okay? And so don't leave here this morning thinking, well, they didn't even open the Bible once. We open the Bible every single Sunday. We preach from the Bible every Sunday. But these, these conversation series are a little different. And those of you who have been around, you know this. But for visitors and new people, I want you to be aware that it's not, we're not, it's not that kind of thing, okay? We're not like this new age hippie group or whatever. I mean, he's got a dope beard, but that's as far as that goes, okay? All right? <laughs> Just want to throw that disclaimer out there. So listen, so here's my encouragement to you. Here's my challenge to you. Um, we're not playing music at the end and going to do like an emotional response or anything like that. I'm not going to give you time uh, to, to, to deal with this yourself because here's what we want. We want you guys to have these conversations as well. We want you guys to keep the conversation going. 
to continue the conversation. This is just the launch pad. Go to lunch with somebody. You know, you're going to go home with your family today. You're going to be with your family later today. Um, you know, if you want to postpone, if it's going to be a serious conversation, you can postpone it after the Lions game, okay? You have permission to do that because at 1 o'clock I know you're busy. But I want you guys to continue the conversation. Have this conversation with, with each other. How does the Holy Spirit affect you? How do you interact with the Holy Spirit? And have these conversations with your spouse, your family, your kids, your teenagers. And let them know that it's an individual, it's an intimate, it's a personal relationship. And it's like a dance. If you do want some sort of biblical foundation for this stuff, you can go back to our podcast. Um, it's centralchurch.cc slash podcast. And we did a whole series on this called Holy Spirit 101. And we spent four weeks in it. We did it just probably a month, two months ago. We looked at the Old Testament uh, Holy Spirit, New Testament Holy Spirit, what it looks like in practicality and all that. And so if you want to continue the conversation in that way and learn more, check out the podcast for that. Cool? So I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to get out of here. And I want to encourage you guys to keep the conversation going. All right? So let's pray together. God. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.